It's show 106 of the Rim Pro Report this week, Lula Salazar and the latest industry news. Uh, this show is sponsored by all my friends at O'Neill Software. This week I was checking out the heart of O'Neill's Record Center software, RS SQL. I have to say it's a pretty impressive piece of software. While it's easy to make grand generalizations that all industry software products do the same things, when you start looking under the hood and really assessing the way things work, RS SQL is the industry standard in RIM software solutions. You can learn more about it at O'Neillsoft.com. I think it's time to get this show in motion. Welcome to the Rim, Rim, Rim Pro Reports, the one and only weekly broadcast for the Rim support services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. This show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. Hey, it's me and we're back. I'm extremely glad you're here. I'm glad that you keep coming back to hear the stories and perspectives of your industry colleagues, how they built their businesses, things they've learned along the way, and a whole lot more. And today, again, no different. Today, I'm extremely excited to talk to Lula Salazar. She's the owner of Pay Per Box Storage based in Mexico City, Mexico. I met Lula at a PRISM conference a few years ago and interviewed her for PRISM board nominations. I have to tell you, I was impressed. This lady's done some amazing stuff in her business. She's uh, got quite a story to tell, and I know we're going to learn something from her in our call and conversation with her today. But before we get Lula on the line, let's get caught up on the latest industry news. It's been a rather quiet week, unless, of course, you had a website hosted or domained managed through GoDaddy. Yikes, 53 million sites offline this week due to corrupted router data tables, the CEO Scott Wagner confirmed Tuesday. Hackers tried to take credit, but no matter what caused it, a whole lot of sites were off and down this week due to the failure. In another data breach, this week in Miami, employees are once again at fault. Officials at the University of Miami Hospital have notified patients of a July data breach, explaining in a letter that upon investigation, two university employees were found to be inappropriately accessing patient data and then selling it. Ouch. The employees were apparently stealing from face sheets, which include names, date of birth, insurance policy numbers, parcel social security numbers, and clinical information. That's pretty hefty stuff. And if you listened to the show last week, you'll realize how hard it is to respond to medical-related ID theft in some ways, it's a whole lot easier to get your credit card stolen than it is to get this kind of information stolen. So that's a pretty significant one. Nate announced their CSDS training will be offered via webinar from late September through the end of October this year. As an added benefit, there is now some new content about solid state memory drives and a unique additional webinar dedicated specifically to Canadian issues. You can learn more about it at the Nade website. Well, that's it for the news. It's been a slow week. If you've got something going on, if you've got any news to share, I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to get Lula Salazar on the line. Hang on for a moment while I do.
Lula Salazar is founder and director general of Paperbox, located in Mexico City, Mexico. I am extremely pleased to welcome her to the program today. Lula, are you there? Yes, Tom, I'm here, and I'm honored to be in your program. Oh, well, uh, it's an honor for me. Uh, I said earlier in the program today that I met you a couple of years ago, and I actually interviewed you in preparation for uh, some some prism responsibilities, and I just, I fell in love with you at that point. Um, you, you are such an amazing woman, and I want people to hear your story. So let's, before we get into your story, let's start with your business. Tell me about Paperbox. Tell me how big it is, how many locations, staff, those kind of things. Let's start there. Yes, of course. Uh, we now have six uh, document information centers. That's how we call our warehouses. Uh, six we have in Mexico City and one in the city of Querétaro. We accumulate more or less around 4,700 meters, square meters with these uh, premises. Uh, we have uh, 180 employees. 180? I, 180, yes. Wow. Uh, you may ask, uh, why do I have so many people? Because for the records management, you don't need too many personnel. But we do, besides uh, doing our job, in, inside our premises, we are handling around 150,000 boxes. Yeah. But we do have 3 million uh, open file services. Wow. So that's why we have a constant, constant movement within our premises. And on the other hand, we also offer these same services in-house for large companies. Your staff actually go out and work for corporations as if they were part of their file centers. Right. Wow. They are my they they are my people, but they work within the premises of some companies. Right. Some companies handle very confidential information. So what we can do is that we go to their uh, warehouses or to their open file places, and we work within their installations. But the, the nice thing of this is that we do all the outsourcing. We make procedures. We kind of train all the company on how to send the information to the filing center. We make standards of services. We do a, what, what we, it is needed so that the service for the administration, which in many cases is an open file with the needs of having their documents within less than 15 minutes or less than half an hour or less than an hour, yeah. depending on the volume of, of the files they are requiring, yeah. is that we had made this nice labor within the companies. Wow. So how many of your staff of 180 work in client centers? Is that 50 people? We is that have, 20? Is that 100 we have around 64 just in one place because in we handle there about 40,000 documents every day that come in. <laughs> they come in 40,000 documents and we register every document. Oh, my and goodness. We uh, loan about 2,000 uh, files, for example, and sometimes they ask for t from 2,000 to 8,000 within one day. So we have to have this a very dynamic service and... That's what has made us different from other companies that have uh, records management services. Wow. In, 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 in a way, this has made us, how can I say you, fortunately self-financed to grow. 
Right, right. Well, that is very impressive. I don't know anyone else who's doing the same kind of service in all of the people I've met. I know people do that active file storage, but you have a monstrous staff doing that. That's amazing. Yes. Well, let me tell you something. We handled this for about 12 years for the largest insurance company here in Mexico. I was fortunate to start the project when all the, uh, I, I, I don't know, I do not want to say that the, the archives were in a bad shape, but they were not in a good shape. Right, <laughs> so, right. So <laughs> I think we started doing a very good job centralizing their archives in Guadalajara. And as the, the result they had, well, it started, it started the request to do the same in the whole company. So I'm very satisfied to tell you that this was a very, very great challenge for us as we were a very small company. Yeah. Wow, that is very impressive. So besides the storage of boxes and this whole active file, individual file service, are you doing other services like scanning and shredding yes. and data protection? Yes. Well, let me tell you, data protection we do not do okay. because uh, I don't have the proper installations, but we do the uh, scanning. Well, we do scanning for a regular service which is sometimes in, in, in operations like, like the one I mentioned before, yeah. would be 2,000 images per day, most probably. But we also have a business partner who has the um, ability to make larger projects where technology really uh, has to be there, even have the software that can be connected to a, to a special people soft or... or right. Whichever uh, RPR, I think that's the name, I don't know, but uh, as um, this SAP, for example, or, right. or these databases that every company has. And this is a different project. This has not has to be with records management, but it has to be to, we have been there to improve procedures within the operation of the company. Wow. Which at the, at the end, the papers go to the filing, well, to, our, to ourselves, to our records management uh, offices. Right, right. Mm -hmm. that, that's all very impressive. But let, let's go back and, and kind of dig into your story a little bit. During our conversation last year, you told me a little bit about your personal story. So take me back to your start as a business owner, manager, operator. It was a coffee and donut shop, wasn't it? Oh yes, that was a, well. That was that was my first challenge as an entrepreneur. Yeah. My husband, you know, um, when I got married, my husband said that I had to be like his partner in every in every way. I didn't imagine that it was the partnership should include working with him. So, <laughs> so but when I said yes, I do well. That was within the package. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> at the time, he was building a, 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 the first commercial, the open commercial center in Mexico City. And due to what he did in that uh, construction, at the, uh, the commercial mall offered yeah. him uh, a space. So he decided that we should have a donut factory. So that was our first, that was my first entrepreneurial business. So I started my marriage being a donut uh, factory and uh, <laughs> suffering the, 
the crowded because we we made them we were they were handmade oh, so my. they were delicious they were delicious and just coming out from the oven and then there were too many people we were just in front of a movie so whenever all the people from the movie came out the smell was delicious so everybody took donuts for 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 supper or for the meantime so that was the first time i i was as uh, I, I worked as an entrepreneur, and it was really a, a, a very nice experience. I was so, well. I was sorry in a way because I then started to have children, and then well, children and business and everything was very complicated. Right. So I had to we sold the business uh, to my brother-in-law. So the business has been next to us the same. My husband was a great uh, gourmet and. Made the recipes for these uh, donuts, so um, they, they were. This was a very successful business, but we had to because at the same time my husband had his construction company. So after the uh, children started to grow, then one day he called me and told me, "The secretary is not here. The accountant is not here. Can you come and help me?" And I said yes. <laughs> so back you back you went into the entrepreneurial world. Uh huh. And and that yes was again for twenty five years. So wow. I said yes, and then well, um, he had a construction company, and after that, he started a plastic uh, company. That when the construction company was there, we made road, we were we made highways, we made streets, avenues, buildings, schools hospitals and you know this was the best school i could have in life hmm. the construction company is one of the most complicated to handle either the operation as the financial yeah so this was a great experience for me to learn to learn how to do hard things easy right <laughs> so right that was a great a great school for me and after we made we opened a plastic company that started with fishing boats, but but for heavy heavy uh, fishing in in the north part of Mexico. Right. And then we started to make another product like garden garden furniture. And at the end, we had a very uh, beautiful experience because we made airline containers, and uh, these airline containers were made for our Air Mexican Airlines, and suddenly. Continental Airlines knew that we were repairing. Uh, these, these containers in the past were made of fiberglass, even in the States and, and in, every way, in every part of the world. Now they are made of aluminum, and, but before were made from uh, fiberglass. So Continental called us because they know that we were repairing containers, and this took us to the FAA to, cer to be certified, which was a great experience because... Uh, Mexico and the United States do not have bilateral uh, agreements in the uh, aeronautical uh, issues. Yeah. Every Mexican thing has to be certified in the States so that they can use it in the States by the FAA. And I can tell you that I was very proud that we could have these containers uh, be certified. Wow, very cool. So it was a great experience. We had to go to uh, Washington to see the... Uh, the SNA for the containers. It was a great adventure. I really. So once more, I can tell you that 
uh, it was worthwhile working with my husband because I learned many things, many things during this time. Well, it, uh, you had wonderful success, but you also had failure. Oh, yes. Yes, we had a failure, a terrible failure. I can tell you that I would, I would be uh, telling you that it was not our fault, that it was the uh, Mexican crisis in 1994 and 95, where uh, everything went crazy here in Mexico. Yeah. The loans, the uh, inflation, I, think, I don't know if that's a word, but yeah, yeah, that's right. uh, going from 10 to 150, such things that suddenly, well, if you have any debt, well, the debt grew so so huge that it was unpayable, and I can tell you that maybe our mistake was not foreseeing this thing that would be going hap- that was going to happen in Mexico. Right. So due to that, we enter in bankruptcy, really oh. bankruptcy. Wow. If I can tell you that we lost everything, we lost everything. We had machinery, trucks. What can I tell you? Yeah. Every, wow. Our our life was just uh, flourishing. We were not young anymore, but we were in a very good shape. But suddenly, we entered in bankruptcy, my children in university. Well, that's all I can tell you, that suddenly we had nothing. Yeah. So how did that change you? That that obviously had an had to have an, a, a major effect. You've built these businesses, you've grown it, and then you lose everything. And you've said many times you've lost everything. So how, do, how does that change you to go from a, uh, very successful to now starting out again at the very beginning? What, what, what went through your mind at that time? Well, let me tell you something that um, I am really very proud of saying it so um, our family group was very integrated uh, I cannot tell you like every like it, it used to say it's a happy family but we were a very good family with this tragedy I can tell you that the only thing that we did not have was money hmm. and that makes a great difference right if you have the courage if you have the willing, if you have the initiative, you still have everything you have to start again, you can do it. Right. It sounds like in 1998, you actually got back into the game again and you started in the records management business. How did that begin? Where did that idea come from? How did that all get started? Well, let me tell you that my husband was uh, reading the yellow pages. Yeah. The Yellow Pages, and at that time, there was only one company here in Mexico, which name was Boxit. Mm. And um, then he started to read that, and then he called, and then he investigated about this, and then we were we were uh, at home watching TV, and my husband told told my children about this idea, and at that time. Uh, there were parabolic um, antennas, yeah, and we used to see um, the English, the American programs with that antenna. And there was a, there was a section that said pay per view, which you may have heard of right. of it. Right. And then one of my child, why don't you call your company Paperbox? <laughs> <laughs> so that's how Paperbox comes in. And of course, we didn't have any money to start the business. 
thought we did have what I told you. We had the willing, the uh, energy. My children, though they were in university, they made the effort to go through all this. And we could rent quarter of a warehouse and two or three racks. We started with nothing. Yeah. Uh, and, well, we started and we started to try to sell. And we st- our first company, to my surprise, was Mobile Oil. Wow. Who, uh, in, uh, who at that time, well, I, I think they, they had confidence on what, what, on what we said. And that's how we started. So that's how we started. Then we rented the whole warehouse, then the second, then the third, and then... When we were at the middle of the first one, it's what is when I started with insurance company, and that's combining those things is how we started to grow to what Paperbox is right now. Wow! Well, what is what an amazing success story, and that's that's so cool how you you went from nothing and built something. Uh, in 2004, something major happened though, uh, a significant life change for you. Uh, you lost your husband. Tell me a little bit about what happened and, and how you dealt with all that. Well, fortunately for him, um, he died very quickly. It, it was a heart attack. I can tell you that he uh, mentioned to me since we were young that his wish was to die with a heart attack, hmm. that he was very um, afraid to have a, a disease that could take him was sad and in the life. Right. This, of course, for him was the best, not for me. Right. Uh, we were not so very young, but we we are we were already um, alone. Our children were out. We were having an, a new life. We were expecting a, a granddaughter. He was ready for the granddaughter. He was a, a, a man who had a special attraction for children. He hmm. was very uh, very happy. He was a very funny. He had the quality to uh, amuse children. Yeah. And when we didn't have any children, all children were all children went at my at my house looking for him. So uh, it was a, really a tragedy that he couldn't see her first grandchild. Yeah. Uh, it was very um, well. You know, when you lose someone that is so close, and uh, especially that we were a very uh, how can I say it? Not a perfect marriage, but a very integrated mar- marriage. Well, so, you did everything together. You weren't just, yes. you just didn't live at home. You worked together. You were involved yes. in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was very painful for me. I thought I thought that this pain could never go away from me. Huh. The first months were, how, how can I tell you? I thought, I thought that uh, my capability of uh, of resisting this was not going to be very good. So, but, however, I can tell you something. Uh, he died on a Wednesday, and on Monday I said, I cannot stay at home weeping my pain. Right. Uh, the company is there, people is there, they are waiting something to happen. So, well, I wake up and I said, Lula go to work. Wow. And working was my medicine. Yeah. And I remember you told me something and I, that has always stuck with me. It saved you somehow. Yes. 
Yes, if, it, if I didn't have this, this uh, opportunity to uh, take my life back again, yeah. uh, I don't know what would have been of myself. On the other hand, all the experiences that I lived with him, which, which taught me how to do things, we, we worked together, and the nice thing of this is that he was doing what he liked, and I did what I liked, but both together, so we, we didn't have many conflicts or, or problems with ourselves in, in the managing of the companies, yeah. because we did what we liked, and we respected our areas, and we didn't have any, any problems. So speaking of the, uh, of the operation, I can tell you that the, the, I started the business, and then when he left the construction company, because I told him that he should have, that construction companies is, is a very difficult business. You, you may have too much work, and then you don't have, and it's not an easy business. Yeah. You don't have uh, too many, I mean, uh, an economic backup right. to continue. So uh, he decided to leave construction and join the company, I mean, Paperbox, because you know that, you know what he said sometime when we started the business? He said, I see this business like a business for a widow. And when we hmm. started the business, I told him, oh, let me tell you that this is not for a widow. This is not as easy as, as you can imagine. And it's not easy. I know that it wasn't easy, but after that, it was a, a very great challenge for me to see that it was not as easy as put a box in and put a box out. Right. It is not that, no? So in a way, I, let me tell you a small story, which is, Maybe interest, interesting. My father was a fanatic keeper of papers. Hmm. I, I don't know if I um, inherited, or how do you say when you. Yeah, inherited, uh, yeah. Inherited that pleasure of right. him. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when we started this business, I really feel a pleasure of keeping papers. Well, you, you don't know, it's a real pleasure to keep papers. So. All these things combined made of myself uh, a very intense and, uh, how can I tell you, um, I, I feel very um, com- complete in my life, of, in the inside. In the yeah. inside. Uh, um, right. I have grown as a, human, as a human being. I have learned the hard way many things, but still I am happy to be who I am and what I have done. Wow. That is such a a wonderful story and a testament to what an amazing person you are. So when you think about the business going forward, what's on the horizon for you? Are you continuing to want to grow this? Are you content where it is? Do you plan on having 15 uh, locations and 500 staff? What are you thinking for the future? Well, let me tell you something. On, On one hand, I have to be wise in enjoying some other things than work. Yeah. Uh, now I am a grandmother, and a working grandmother cannot have too much time for the, the little ones, but still life in, in, in my son and his, his life around is also living here in Mexico with too many activities, and we wouldn't have time to see each other as much as, would, as we would like. Right. On the other hand... These companies cannot stop growing. It's a miracle. 
It's really a miracle. For me, it's a miracle. Yeah. Even though I sit down in my desk and do nothing, they grow. They right. grow, though I don't want to. Right. <laughs> it, it, this is the amazing... Uh, of, you know, when, when, when we started this business, I didn't have the, the vision of what would happen in the future. Right. And for me, it's a, it's a great surprise, and I cannot say no as of today. Um, most probably, I say that maybe before my husband died, I told him uh, I would retire when my granddaughter uh, was born. Well, he died before, and so when he died, I said, well, maybe I will stay uh, working 10 years, and then these 10 years has, have not happened yet, but I don't think I will quit the, uh, working. I enjoy it so much. Yeah. And I think that I have a great responsibility for all the families that are with me here right now and who have grown within the company. And whenever I have to uh, add some more personnel for because we are growing, uh, I still question myself and say, uh, Lula, wasn't just records management be enough? And I cannot say no to a challenge. It makes my blood, uh, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it makes me tremble and say, and, and say, yes, I do. And I don't know until when I will do that. But yeah. I, 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 what I'm seeing, uh, what I visualize for the future is that paper is, go is growing, will be growing less, not in Mexico, but it will be in some time. Maybe I will not see it because uh, the paperless is uh, being promoted. Many things have to change before that. And what we are doing here in my company to start doing something about it is um, helping the companies to make less paper within the company. And we, have, we are helping them to centralize all the paperwork in one place so that accounting and uh, uh, human resources yeah human resources yeah and all all the documents that have to move in the company be just in one place right and not to have three or four or five copies copies of the invoices or of the shipping yeah. or many things that all areas use and then all areas and then all areas sent to the records management. Right. And then you discover that you have the same document from different areas, and that makes five copies of everything. So right. we are helping the companies to make uh, procedures so that the, the, the ones that take out the uh, document or whatever, send them to a centralized small records management, like an open file, but from all the, the information from accounting and everything, and that authorized people can go and ask for the document and give it back. And then when it's through with the, uh, the, uh, the procedure or whatever, then they can send them to the uh, uh, records management. They just send the documents that are the necessary documents right. or whatever. Right. That's the, 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 what, how we are helping the companies to produce less paper. Most probably the next step will be to help them to uh, work with one operation 
less with, with no paper, like uh, human resources, for example, to have all the in image and then make all the interviews and put the notes within the uh, images and using a, a special software and so forth. So that's the way we are starting to help, and I think that's my challenge today to start helping the companies to produce less paper right. rather than start with the imaging and very complicated procedures that uh, have to have, uh, especially for small and medium companies that do not have enough money to make the, uh, the transformation of the company. Right. Well, you are truly an entrepreneur, and uh, and more than that, you're an amazing woman. I am extremely grateful to have had you on the show today. We've we've completely run out of time, but it's been wonderful talking to you. You are a real inspiration, not only to me, but I, I believe in hearing your story, you'll be an inspiration to many other people. So, Lula, thank you so much for being on the program today. I really appreciate it. I thank you, Tom. Well, there you go. Another great show. Special thanks to Lula Salazar of Paperbox for joining us. And thank you, too. I want to especially thank O'Neill Software, our exclusive sponsor. O'Neill is committed to leading the industry. Celebrating 30 years, O'Neill Software is installed in over 1,000 record centers in more than 78 countries, ranging from startups to multinationals. If you're interested in being one of them, you can learn more about them at O'NeillSoft.com. Dot com. That's it for us. We are out of here. Thanks for being with us this week. We'll catch up with you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.